What's up, guys? Welcome to the Dinosaur Machines Game Club Podcast, where you are the listener. This is episode 56. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Magro, and joining me today, two caped chaos-causing cuties, Dave Grimma. That's me. And Dan Colonna. Is that like I'm Batman? A, I'm a cutie. Is caped crusading? Well, caped, but you're causing chaos, maybe with your cuteness. Oh, that's actually accurate. I wear a cape. That's and it. And they're so cute. You stop mm. traffic sometimes. It's like Justin Bieber, I would like to think. You know, it's funny. Really, he has a face tattoo? Sorry to interrupt. Does he? Like, like, like Mike Tyson? He's got like a little like Dude. thing under his eye now. I read it in New York Times. I was like, what? they were like, face tattoos are now becoming acceptable. If I was a traffic cop, I would probably be like, so what'd you do today? Oh, me? I just stopped some traffic. No big deal. MBD. No big deal. Just well, anyway, we're, we're talking about capes because we played Rhyme, where the kid wears a cape. That's right. That's the whole game. It is. He's just flying around. That's pretty much the whole. Crusading. Yeah, I mean, the whole point that's of the it. Game. Well, thanks for listening to the podcast. I mean, mm. rate, subscribe. Yeah, rate, yeah. rate, subscribe. Uh, before we get there, let's let's check in with the old nuts and bolts. As we Wait, like who's nuts ourselves. and who's bolts? We're all nuts and bolts because we're dinosaur machines. Oh. oh, he's got thoughts. Oh. Anyway. Dave, what are your thoughts? So, so I was cleaning up around the house today, and I started thinking about, and I was cleaning up some toys for the girls, and I came across, like, a Snow White, right? Typical. And I was thinking, what's the difference between, because I've never seen Sleeping Beauty, but what's the difference between Snow White and Sleeping Beauty? Nothing. And, like, is this the same story? Same story. Is one is, is one an adaptation of the other? As a... As a purveyor of many Disney films, same story. No, wait a minute. Snow White. Fall asleep. She's not sleeping the whole time. No, she, no, she like hangs out with some dwarves, improves yeah, their lives, beauty... make them wash their hands. <laughs> isn't Sleeping Beauty like she's asleep the whole time and it's about the guy trying to get her? Yeah. Is she? Yeah. Snow White about... It's traumatically two different stories. <laughs> yeah, but like, same same solution? Kiss the uh... girl. That's a little more right. <laughs> kiss the girl, right? Whoa, Yes. Um, you got to no, kiss the girl. Different. Which is They're another Disney movie. two different stories. And, no. and the evil, the, I mean, one's got the evil queen and one's got that witch lady. What's her name? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of evil queens in folk. Maleficent? Lore. Maleficent, yeah. Maleficent. That's on the tip of my tongue for some reason. Totally. <laughs> You're just thinking about her. <laughs> Didn't Angelina Jolie play she her did. in the movie? She did. Yeah. Yes. In a movie called yeah. Maleficent. Because everyone, yeah. <laughs> that's probably why I do that. <laughs> but no, I put the Apt- aptly named. Yep, aptly named. So they're so they're no. two different stories. Very different. But are they? Okay. Is the question I think Dave I mean, was posing. They just both involve spells where people sleep at one point. I think that's Rapunzel's awesome. Let's just talk about favorite but princesses. But like, if I remember right, in the original <laughs> Snow White, like the the book. He, she wakes up not really because of the kiss, but because it dislodges the apple that was still in her mouth. It's disgusting. <laughs> I kissed you so hard. An apple, apple. fellow. Also, like French who, who's like, oh man, she, I think she's dead. Let me just kiss her. This, it's like a, Oh, whatever. <laughs> if your wife perished, you wouldn't give her one final speech. Yo, this is not their wife. Yeah, this is just like, like some chick in a glass box. <laughs> Let me give her a smooch. This hot corpse. Let me give it a smoochies. She's in this glass box for no particular reason. She's so beautiful. Smooches. Yeah. Don't kiss corpses. That no, yeah. It's just not a PSA. 
it's frowned upon real, by society. Real strong. But she start. might come. Ba- but she might come back. <laughs> <laughs> in that case, I already got the first base with her. I kissed this chick once. She was dead, but don't worry, she came back to life. It's not gross. She's alive again. <laughs> she was just dead then. <laughs> she was only dead for a little bit. She got better. Mm, anyway, well, no. Anyway, Dan, you kissing any corpses? No, but I'm playing Metroidvanias like crazy, bro. That's like kissing a corpse. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Any particular Metroidvanias? Yes, I'm playing this game called Chasm. It just released on the Vita and the I've PS4, heard of the Chasm. and I think the Steam. Oh, I, I heard about Steam. this game, Chasm. Isn't it like uh, procedurally generated, and then you and then you question. Why is it procedurally generated since it's a Metrovania? Yeah, it's procedurally generated, but there's two cool portions. One of them is that there's like the, some of the rooms are handcrafted, so they'll be Mm. placed randomly, but the uh, rooms themselves aren't like random puzzles, which I thought was kind of nice. Do you think they're just trying to increase replayability? Kind of like, Diablo? Well, they do something, yes, for sure, because there's like, different, you know, difficulty modes and stuff, and every time you start your game, it makes your dungeon. But mm. the thing I liked is that when you start your game, it starts by giving you your seed code, so I could play mm. it, get my seed code, give it to you guys, and then you'll oh, have the same, the same thing and talk about, right. like, oh, just go to this room. It's Which this I thought way, was kind of cool, because then we can have a shared experience or mm. just play the game. And I could always I guess that, that cool. I guess that can, that can save, like, the walkthrough industry for it. Like oh yeah. if you if you need to know which way to go I yeah. made a walkthrough for seed, blah 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 yeah yeah I, I, that's that's kind of cool I guess I didn't even think about that well what's like the the loop why you what's this dungeon what yeah we talk about loops lately right the it's the same it's loop the as any if, actually so I was telling you earlier Metroidvania usually leans Metroid but this one leans leans Castlevania oh I heard you like swing from chandeliers and stuff with whips uh no <laughs> is that the difference. Is there is there that in Castlevania? I never played one that has like a, a swinging mechanic. Oh, you never. Oh, really? You never Which played one? one with a swinging mechanic. Circle of the Moon that, has one, doesn't it? It's like the first oh. five Castlevanias. I did. No, I did. Every, <laughs> Not the first the, one. I beat all that the one. Be- all the Belmonts. Yes. They all swing. I think I played one on the GBA that had a swinging. Now that I'm thinking about it, yes. But I haven't gotten an artifact that lets me swing yet. But um. Mm. It's good. It's it's got the same exact. Oh, I have this new ability. Let me go find that room that I remember seeing. The same. Did you get a, did you get a throwing axe? I have a throwing axe. <laughs> did you have a potion? I have a potion lady who makes potions. So the the cool thing about nice. this game, well, one of the cool things is that you are rescuing villagers throughout the mines, and they unlock other stores and other side quests that get you more stuff, which I thought was mm. kind of cool. Um, this is like if you feel like getting more done in it that's, get more done that's something. but it's a good game it's good the art's amazing it took five years to make it's from Kickstarter well nice I mean it was Kickstarted it's not by Kickstarter it's by BitKid <laughs> games why did Kickstarter start, start making their own games Kickstarter yeah that would really kill their whole like start your game on Kickstarter like actually you know what we're just gonna do it for you we're kickstarting our own game we are kickstarter <laughs> we have to kickstart it first but yeah no you it's good you played it on the the switch uh-uh it's not on the switch yet although it would be really good to yeah. be on the switch yep. it's on the vita yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm playing it on the vita because it cross purchased oh, for vita. cross purchased mm-hmm. for my uh playstation account mm-hmm. so i was like i'll play it on the vita mm-hmm. mark's good. vita just gathers dust from what i understand that's too bad oh god when have i touched last touch my vita danganronpa 2 
Maybe? I'm slowly becoming like the, small screen. the Greg Miller of Dinosaur Machines. He like the, the Vita. He Island loves Vita. the PlayStation Vita. Well, because he travels a lot. Although he's the Switch has kind of replaced it for him. Has so. it though? Because it's the portable. I keep on seeing him tweet about the Vita. Anyway, I think the you should Vita play it on your PS4 if you good. want to play. It's good. I think it's a good game. It's good. It's not right. for everyone, but I think it's the present company would like it. For the record, right now Dan and Dave listener are wearing sunglasses. That's not true. And it's very off. Why would you say something like that? <laughs> We're not. You both have like this mysterious smug look. That on your would faces be. Right wow, Dave, can you just sit here and take this from him? <laughs> can you even believe it? You're very, you're very bright, and it's it's the glare yeah. coming from your screen. Yeah. Dave what? looks like the basis for Huey Lewis in the news right now. That's a great compliment. Who do I look like? Uh, wow. Huey Lewis uh, himself. Some oh. Miami clubber in the 80s. I got these because of a rainstorm. In a white suit. I needed sunglasses because it started raining, okay? Well, speaking of rain. Yes, that's when I need sunglasses, <laughs> when, it, when it rains. Obviously. I've been playing uh, Mega Man X2. Oh, it. cheers, plow through the, baby. the Legacy Collection. But you got zero. Actually, what's that? Did you save zero from I did save zero. being evil? Yes. Okay. Well, true story, when I, I started playing it, and then I didn't realize, like, you, you have to beat one of those three guys before you beat, like, yeah. a certain amount of bosses. They move. Yeah, the chance. They move. So I, I had to restart it. Um, and I actually say, I'm, compared, like, now that it, like, played X and x2 back to back i actually think i like x2 more than x which is i feel like blasphemy forever but it just feels like x but like more advanced and it, thorough yeah i would say that for sure um yeah uh it's a good debate to have whether or not i wonder so why so beyond the advancedness of it what else do you like about x2 i like i think the the bosses are cooler and like, just the different, like the different now. Like the dash isn't so basic now. Like you okay. can an air dash. What like, I'll, all the moves seem like what I'll, what I'll say is that every upgrade you get for X and the original X feels like oh he should have had this the whole time. But every upgrade you get in X two is like oh I just gained this ability. Yeah, that's that's what it definitely feels like. That I think that's a good. You also to start with the dash in X two, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the regular dash. dash. Yeah, so it just feels like, it just feels like the natural advancement of X. Cool. What does the helmet? What does the helmet do for you in X two? Helps you find like s- s- uh, secrets. So if the, you use it, and they're like spots, puts things on the map. I feel like you, have to, like, you have to like actually use it. Yeah, like, you can't. Ju- it can't just like be active all the time. As part no, of your, it'd be, as it'd part be of your like HUD. This big radical. Yeah, no, that'd be mad. I, I feel like when they come to the let's make the helmet upgrade. They never know what to do. They're like, ah. Yeah. Uh, he, he's Mario. He breaks bricks with his head now. <laughs> that's the first one. I know. I remember. There's, like, there's a guy with a whiteboard. No, he's like, that's a, a great room. point. Like, Mega Man X had to get an upgrade to be as strong as an Italian plumber. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> um, but the other thing I actually wanted to bring up tonight was. But only, actually, the, but only these bricks. They have to be these squares. They have to be this special <laughs> color. They have to point it out. But um, last podcast we were talking about Star Wars. Oh yeah, and yeah. The, the did new you, one. And did how... you rewatch it? No, but ironically, oh. right after we had that conversation, um, this podcast I like this. I think I made a mention to it. It's called Show Me the Meeting. It's ba- it's it's like a movie podcast when they do like these really like deep analytical things, like when they dive into different movies. And they did literally the day after we had that conversation, they did a whole episode on 
the new movie and the backlash specifically that a lot of people are having to the new trilogy. And of course, I start listing all the things that I was like, oh, this is exactly how I felt. I'm not alone on this. But the one thing I wanted to bring up and I thought was super interesting was we were talking about how for like the longest time with like video games and movies and things like that, like there would be the producers who make the things and there's the consumers who buy it and then, sure. you know, form an opinion on it. But now with the age of the internet and all this, that so many people, the consumers have like a say, a weird say, is that what you're getting? Well, with? The, the consumers are becoming also producers where so many people create content based on other people's content. Hmm. So there were, they brought it up in the point of like, it's now kind of, not justifiable, but it's more understanding why so many people would have a backlash then when something that they produce based, you know, they take in a, a media like Star Wars, the huge Star Wars fans, they have a Star Wars podcast that dives into lore and making things like that. And then a new piece comes out, which totally wrecks their understanding or their feelings towards it, mm. which then wrecks their product. Because once, once they created a product, now they feel like they have a sense of ownership over it, which, right. which may, I, or may, may or may not be justifiable. Yeah, and I just thought that was such, a, especially even now, like we're even part of that cycle now as guys who play video games and make a podcast based off the video games that we play, mm-hmm. like how there is now this this cycle of producers, and I, I don't know if I, I fully buy it. Like you know when you when you create something, you have your vision of it, and if people don't like your vision, well, okay, they don't like my product, but that's my vision for it. Where suddenly it's like because it's part of this bigger franchise, they have like an obligation almost to not wreck the lore. But I just wanted to know what you guys thought well, about that. <laughs> well, first of all, I think that's based on what happened with, like, a lot of the Star Wars books became not lore, not canon anymore. Right. When Decanonized. They, right. Thank you. That's Who, probably a good way to say it. Who's Jason and Jaina? Right. Nobody. 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 Yeah. And all those. <laughs> I mean, I, I suppose I see where they're coming from, but I still don't think that devalues it because those stories are still out there. Um, hmm. They're legit their relation to the actual Star Wars canon doesn't even matter to some people. They just... Well, like, one th- on that point, like, one thing that was specifically brought up was one thing even I said, but we were talking about the shoulder brush that Luke does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know this, but Mark Hamill actually even came out and said he didn't like the depiction of Luke in the newer one, not because it's specifically the shoulder brush, but he didn't like how despondent and, like, removed Luke became because he always felt he was a symbol of, like, hope an optimism in the in the original trilogy and that the the depiction of him kind of being withdrawn on the planet like that didn't fit his understanding of luke and this is the guy who played him and again like he didn't write it but it's his own thing it's like the things that they did with luke would seem like a betrayal to people based on their their feelings of that character not to say that character couldn't change but it was strictly inconsistent with what was built <laughs> on them so it's not like not paying attention to certain things it's literally changing what people felt so about like things. Uh, when mark hamill came out and said that i had two feelings i was like one oh man he's right and then <laughs> two wait a second that's devaluing like there's 30 years of luke we don't know about that mm. happened and and one of those things is like his, jesus his new oh. school <laughs> his new school got wrecked by his nephew and and mm. his nephew killed his students like that would make me a little upset, I think, well, and probably change it, me a bit. It's back on the su- back on the subject of like them redoing the um, the original trilogy, like they had to do some character stuff that turned Luke into Yoda. Totally. 
Yeah, and like, so like, there's there's stretches we can then make, like, or at least the creators can make. It's like, well, we want to do this with the story. This is what we want to do with it. But I just thought it was so interesting that like that is now a thing that happens with products that are created. It's like people like you know like even think of like Twitch streamers and stuff like Fortnite. It's like mm. people rely on this as their mm. source you know, of income or source like of income. So now when they suddenly are changing things, it's like you ruin you you ruin Overwatch. And you ruin a sport. <laughs> right. Like, all these people are yeah. affected by your decision. It's, yeah. I mean, you I could easily say the same thing. Like, the NFL, the changes happen all the time, and that rule, the, the rules for that, and that changes the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. And no, totally. the real, I think you guys would agree, like, part of that sport, and I think most sports, is adjusting to those changes. So, right, and then if you are a, a football analyst and things like that, like it it changes your everyone's product. Gonna have, everyone's going to have an happen. opinion. That's just right. like human yeah. nature. Right. It's just I there, think it, there's more platforms to complain about them yeah. now. And I think more it helps ever. conversations yeah. along regardless of what direction things go in. Like if they decanonize this new trilogy, I would be like annoyed because it's like, okay, now you're just delegitimizing everything you make just to make Alter- new stuff. Alternate, alternate um, I mean, isn't that what we've experience reading comics for like Absolutely. how many years like yeah. oh we're gonna reboot spider-man again we're yeah. gonna reboot yeah the, the flash that's a, that's a different flash that flash is in universe 13 yeah and and, and all, all that for point, convenience well, yeah. and, and with that idea of convenience they were talking about how they're very curious to see what the new one when the eventually the third piece comes out because then there is the trickle-down effect that if there is such a backlash to this because uh, the one thing i didn't even realize did anyone see solo i did dave no, no, I didn't see it either, and like I was, t- I was. Wait, wait, is uh, this a spoiler for Solo? No, it's not a spoiler. Okay, for Solo. I didn't know this. Solo eventually will become profitable, like when it's like international releases and DVDs and things like that. But this is the first Star Wars movie that was not profitable with its theatrical release. I have a thought on that. I have a specific thought on that. Go on. Rogue <laughs> One is really every Star Wars movie has been about the events of star Wars mm-hmm. and what's going on in the galaxy or whatever. This one I think is the first one that's come out and said, we're about one character and his development. Um, yeah, but it's like, Han Solo. I believe there was the Ewok movie that was all about that little girl and her adventure with the Ewoks. That's profitable. I know that, True. I, yeah. But I don't think that was like a star Wars movie that was like in the star Wars universe. This one, yeah, the same thing. No, it was yeah, canon it for a long like time. Star Wars colon. I don't even remember what that movie was called. The bracelets. <laughs> Uh, Ewok something. I forget. The girl looked like a f- fake person. Anyway, but they brought that up in this conversation that like... She looked like a they, giant oh, so, wait, my, my point was that I don't think oh. Star Wars is interesting because of one character in any given moment. I think it's interesting because of how they all interact. And that's why I think this one was a little less looked look forward to. Well, yeah, I, there, there might be... I, don't, I, I have no idea, but I, I, I think, think that I think it's, a, it's also a dangerous thing when you take... Um, a beloved character and you recast them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can, there, there might've been that. I mean, for me, I just, I didn't go to see it because I just feel like I'm inundated with star Wars. Yeah. And like, I really liked rogue one a lot. Mm-hmm. I think of the, the new three or four mm-hmm. movies that came out. That was by far my favorite one. Um, but they were saying how they wonder now seeing that like at the top heads of Disney and kind of seeing like the response to the new ones are getting, whether they have to start thinking about, well, there's certain expectations this audience has for what Star Wars is. We maybe have to start hitting those things. So then suddenly the the consumers are becoming the producers of it because we have these expectations that we want you to meet. And 
financially like for them it they have to meet them so suddenly it becomes like just giving people what they want versus uh, the story that they want to tell. Then it's like the AAA video game industry where you have everything has to be the same. Because yeah. they right. have to hit it's their like you're allowed to change, but not too much. I, I sincerely you, hope that doesn't you have happen. To, you have to stay broad to have wide appeal. Right, right. Yeah. It, it, so it, I, it just I thought this was a little interesting. It's interesting for sure, it. and it is it is true. But I think there's a there's still something to be said about creators standing their gun, taking their Taking their stands and sticking to their mm. guns. Yeah. Right. I just hope that I, con- that continues. I don't know. I One of the things that... Ha- it didn't happen all that long ago, but when they changed the Mass Effect 3 ending, that's it annoyed annoying. me. Yeah, that's it annoying. It annoyed me. They should have stuck by their guns. Oh, oh! I, when they came up with the patch. I see yeah, the patch changed the ending. I mean... I, I felt like what they should have done is like... you. I know we promised you all different endings based off of your journey, but you have to realize that... The entirety of the Mass Effect 3 game is the ending. Right. The ending isn't doesn't start at the cutscene. No. The entire game is the conclusion of everyone's storylines. And all yeah. those storylines are based upon the decisions you made in the previous two games. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, and it's yeah, I tell and I thought that whole thing was so overblown. Like you didn't like the ending, you didn't like the ending. But it's like don't identify yourself with a product so much where you feel like you you are owed something mm-hmm. you know like i have a freaking playstation tattoo if playstation starts being crap and start starts releasing games it's okay hate, like N- now they're just shapes yeah no it's even that like okay. i love shapes i love triangles I love check out triangles like, i'm not i don't feel like playstation owes me anything like i don't know so that was one part it's like i don't you know like daisy ridley had to like delete her instagram account and it's like people are like like they've been betrayed by this. Like I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's but, that's the mindset that would be fed if maybe. they start making Ridley? decisions. Like she, because just just the backlash. People just yeah, the backlash against the movie is like she's getting harassed and that so also annoying. the girl who was Rose, I her, Rose. Rose, yeah, she well, had lady to who plays Rose. Too. It's just like there are so many like the toxic internet that people feel like this is a this is a strike against me personally like you need to find something to make yourself more happy in life yeah. my friend yeah. if you're going to take this so personally like but it's just interesting the the relationship i think of consumers and producers how the, the lines have really been kind of blurred as technology yeah. keeps proliferating much like the lines are blurred in rhyme wow as that was... we transition to as we were going down the rabbit hole there i was like <laughs> where is he gonna where's the thread <laughs> that he's gonna that? pull so here we are, main topic, Rhyme, Tequila Works. Actually, also the makers of Sexy Brutale. I did not realize this. Same, the same developers studio. of Sexy Brutale, the developers of Guacamelee, I think. Uh, no, that's Drinkbox. Oh, sorry. I just think cause nice it's, me- it's a game based in Mexico. <laughs> it's a so game, it's tequila. sort of uh, beverage. That's what it was, tequila plus <laughs> Mexico game. Okay. Okay. So as always, this, the Dinosaur Machines Game Club podcast is a spoiler full of podcasts. We will be spoiling Rhyme. So if you want to go in, you want to play it, you want to play it, Go play it. This is the point to pause the podcast. Come on back when you're done. If you're still with us, here we go, baby. Dan, according to Tequila Works, what is Rhyme? Uh, according to Tequila Works, Rhyme is a land of discovery. Oh, darn it. That doesn't work out. A land of what? discovery stretches out before you. Explore the beautiful, rugged world of Rhyme. Armed with your wits and will to overcome and the guidance of a helpful fox, you must explore the enigmatic island, reach the tower's peak, and unlock its closely guarded secrets. The game was very positively received, both by all reviews and recent reviews. It was developed by Tequila Works, published by Greybox and Six Foot. 
Yes, there's a comma there. <laughs> Popular user defined tags for this product. Uh, yeah, yeah. What are you guys? What are you guys thinking? What do you think is gonna be on this list here? Headband. Spirit animal. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, thanks for yes. listening to the podcast. Nailed it, Dave. <laughs> now, these, these tags are kind of... They're too accurate. They're boring. Adventure, exploration, puzzle, and atmospheric are all words that users have used to define this product. It's boring. So, and no, no indie, which makes sense because Tequila Works is... You're a bigger studio. Big Although enough. this game had a very tortured production, but I guess we'll get into that. Ah, uh, yes. Well, Dave, uh, I, I would like to inform the listener of what it's like to play this oh. game. You arrive on an island, shrouded in mystery. You have no idea how you ended up there. <laughs> yeah. That's it? You know, yeah, basically, but you just, you walk around, you explore, it's a 3D puzzle platformer, you solve puzzles to unlock different areas, all the while you're like, you start finding things of your past, toys, you know, you start figuring out who this kid is, and it's just, and it's just a matter of solving different puzzles, meeting who I refer to as Stonebeak. And, you know, defeating him. Stonebeak. <laughs> yeah. I think that's his actual name. Oh, really? it's Pan from Yeah, Pan's go name. on. I'll look that up. You go on. Yeah. And, uh, no, basically you just have to get the kid through to the end. Find out what's at the top of this tower and learn more about why you're even there. Why is he rhyming so much? Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you've never been here before, how come your toys are here? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get into like the the story on much, which I think there's a lot of interesting things. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is a, this is a game that is built mainly upon its gameplay, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's cool now, especially as as the industry is so proliferated, like visually and aesthetically and gameplay wise. There's so like it's so many clear mm-hmm. like in, influences. So like things I wrote down like looks like Journey, looks like Wind Waker. It it plays a little bit like the Last Guardian oh, and like those kind of when Jen games. saw me playing it, she was like, "I thought you beat this game already." She thought it, she thought it was the Last Guardian. Oh yeah, like it <laughs> visually, like there's so many parallels to like those. It really feels like the, those three games had like a baby. Mm-hmm. I thought. Um, so when we kind of get to like the gameplay mechanics, you spend most of this game exploring this island, puzzle platforming. Yeah, following that ways. fox around, following. The caped man around. The caped man. The big question I have for you guys to start us off is, did you have fun doing these things? I'm going to start to Dave because I know his answer already. You don't know my answer. He's a layered man. Yeah. I'll, like t- I'll tell you what. I, I went into this game um, thinking I was going to hate it. Right? I was like, this game's x amount of hours long i'm like i'm probably only gonna make it three in it just looked lame in my opinion from what i saw i'm like i'm a kid on an island whatever you know mm. meanwhile i think that they carrot stick you at the perfect pace i think that the des- the game design is mm. like close to flawless interesting i think like they're always just giving you just enough hints to figure out where you have to go next. You know, Mm. um, if you explore enough, you almost always find a secret, you know, it's never like, Oh, cause a lot of times I'm like, if there's a hallway down this way, the game designers put it there for a reason. And sometimes Mm. I'm disappointed when it's just a dead end, you Mm. know, but in this game, that's like never the case. 
Right, you know? there's always something. There's always yeah. something. If you keep going, there's a keyhole around when you look around from this angle, which I didn't mm. find any key. There are five areas. I don't think I found a keyhole until like, the third area. Oh, interesting. I think you know? I had the same experience, actually. And I was like, because I remember looking you, in the menu, you could see all the types of collectibles. And I was like, when mm. the hell am I going to find a keyhole? I haven't found a keyhole this whole time. So on that point, though, as, mm. as you kind of, you explored this island, you, you found all these things rewarding. Mm. Like, did you feel, because like the terms of what the rewards are, there are rewards to kind of getting like the collectibles, like you get different costumes. Yeah, the costumes get. are boring. So did you, and like the keyholes you mentioned give you kind of like a little flash of a memory. So mm. you always found that was enough to kind of reward you to really Yeah, I mean, I wanted want to, to know, I wanted to know what, who this boy was. You know, at first I thought because he has so much power over the land, you know, you shout and the statue does magic and opens up this place and a tree grows back, you know? Mm-hmm. All weird things like that. At first, I thought he was like the king of this place, and he was being distracted by his toys because all his toys are off on the beat, off the beaten path, you know. Right. Meanwhile, the the fox is trying to guide him to his destiny. This was my original mm-hmm. thought while while playing the game. So the question of crazy who he is and what's in that tower. Yeah, was like and like is again. he gonna be? And why is this cape guy always in the distance? You know, how come I can never reach him? Like you like, get to him. You know, you get to him or where he was, and now he's back where you were. It's like, come mm. on, is yeah. that is it, is that my future self? Like yeah. this, mm. these are the questions I had, and it was like it was like lost. Like every question that was answered just led to more questions. Interesting. So I Dan, ha- did you have, have like a, a similar experience? Yeah, my my imagination also ran kind of wild with what mm. was going on. Uh, the silent protagonist thing always mm. gets me thinking about what's going on it also instantly links me to that character and i felt pretty mm. much mm. immediately relatable to the boy not because i feel like i was like him in any way but, but just but like you f- but you also feel lost he, in your world yeah, he was <laughs> he was me like i was playing it i was like i'm not playing you know i am the kid like let's get through this and figure it out and that was mm. dave dave's totally right like the carrot stick thing with like who he is why he wound up on the island all of that, and why do we even care about this tower that we're mm. constantly being led to? Yeah, uh, I think that was the thing that, like, I didn't know why I wanted to go there. That was one of the things, like, uh, I was almost always going in the opposite direction yeah. of, like, I mm. wanted to, like, explore most nooks and crannies. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of felt a similar way, especially, like, the first... <clears throat> the game is broken into five levels. Mm-hmm. The first two levels are pretty open, mm. and you have this big wide area to explore but it's always kind of clear like where you need to go mm-hmm. and i i, I kind of felt the same where i never felt like i had to go through any section long enough that it felt like this what am i doing what am i looking at there was always something there for me to grab onto um and i was the same way it was really the questions kept building in my head what is this tower and then as you mm-hmm. kind of start seeing like there's a lot of i think very nice subtle environmental storytelling going on where you like i remember very specifically when you get closer to after that tree section in the first board, mm-hmm. um, when you start seeing the things about like the king and the mm-hmm. prince, yeah, and it was immediately sort of thinking about um, why can't I think of unfinished that? one uh, or thank the- you exactly unfinished one, like this kind of fairy ish story. But I always had this kind of subtle. There's something diff like there's not he's not literally a prince. Is there mm-hmm. like there is something else to this? Yeah, which I think kind of plays a little bit more into the later portions. So. There was, you 
in the in one of the first areas this is a part where the game like i was like oh there's something dark going on here and i'll tell you what it was for me there's a part you mark you probably platinum this game i don't know yep okay so then you definitely so you definitely (laughs) saw this part because this part gets you a trophy where you can there's a part where you can like where you're like in an arena like stadium place and then after you fill it with water you can swim down and you can like you find a little tunnel and you you come up and you're in an area that's just filled with flowers yes right and there's a grave there's a grave there and you and you can't like if you if any time you try and use the shout right Mm. if there's nothing for him to shout out and start his magic he'll just like hum a song Mm. but if you do it in that room he like cries or slash whimpers and i was like oh man there's something there's something (laughs) going on here i'm like i don't know if i was like as soon as i knew this i was like somebody's dead who's dead (laughs) is it is it his is it his parents is did he just inherit being the king and he doesn't want to do it like or or is it something else like this is where my brain was like i was like this this game just got way more interesting like (laughs) right well on that point then did the names of the levels kind of start making a little bit more sense to you at that point i don't think i've ever noticed the name of a level yeah i also don't recall seeing a stage name where do you, where did you see the stage name? Was it in the walkthrough you followed? No, it's definitely there. <laughs> they pop up. Oh, you know why? Because if you, when you, here's why I noticed that because I noticed I missed things, so then I used chapter select, and when the uh, chapter select screen, that's what they called the names of the levels: denial, anger, uh-huh. oh, okay. bargaining, depression, acceptance, which are the five stages of grief. Yeah. Okay. See, I don't think that that's anywhere in the game. I think it's only no. in the chapter select screen. It, it oh, doesn't okay. do so that Dark Souls that. thing where it shows you the name of a place and then you go on, which would have been well, uh, maybe too giveaway-ish, I think. Maybe that probably would have been at that point. Like, I went into this game kind of, like, I was like, especially, you know, to pull back the curtain, we always use howlongtobeat.com whenever we're picking yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. And this was a game like, this is going to be a little bit on the longer side. I'm probably going to get a little farther away. I'm able to try beating it. But then as I was, I got back to, like, that second board-ish, I was fully locked in and it was like i'm going back i'm platinum in this game i'm doing mm. everything was there any of those i think the, the, the last area is kind of like more of a cutscene ish area is mm. there a board that kind of stuck out to you guys it's like this is definitely like my favorite of that there's so there's the, the big flowery nice beautiful section in the beginning the desert area with the bird uh the third one is really kind of a corridor ish where you're dealing with the robots the i like the part with the guardians the, darkness. the third one yeah why, why was I, that I just one? the I think those puzzles were the most interesting. Mm. If, I think gameplay wise, that one was my favorite. You know, I think it's definitely definitely the most complex by that point. But um, what about you, Dan? Well, all right. So when I think of this game, I think of the first area de facto, mm-hmm. like just like yeah. that area. It's to most me, beautiful. It's one one in Mario. The tower is yeah, striking. <laughs> the tower is beautiful. The area is just the water is gorgeous. This game looks like Wind Waker. If you've played that Legend of Zelda game, um. It's got that feeling, and but I like to be on the island. But I think the most intriguing part was the second level to me. Oh, mm-hmm. just with Stonebeak. With Stonebeak. Stonebeak. If it's not his name, it should be. I don't think it is. Um, I was wrong. But yeah, that area, what? just like the the mechanics you have to deal with there, and the things going on there, is just so upsetting. And mm. that area is never gonna leave my brain when I think about mm. this game. There's so. uh, at, at some place out there. I think it's one of those trophy area 
a trophy thing. I know, like, out next to the shore, because there are those, like, black hooded ghost things that, like, they those disappear. Those things are creepy. Those things yeah, are they're creep-y. mad creepy. But there's, yeah. a, there's a one in white that, like, hugs you out there. I, yes. fa- I found that one. I found that guy twice. He's, like, your friend, or he just hugs you, and then what happens? The, the white shrouded ghost thing that hugs you when you find him. There's... I, I found it twice. Five of them, I think. Four okay. or five. I think, Are, no, I think about it. There's only four. I don't think I've seen one of them. Yeah. I found... I, like, I one, in a broken, one in a broken boat, book, boat, and one, like, I went through some random hallway to find him at the end of... Well, or her. What that what that is? Uh, that's it, the key to to getting the additional scene in the ending. But is, we'll see is, that until we get to the ending. <laughs> oh, I'm, I think I have a guess just based off of what you're saying. But okay, all right. So yeah. So as we kind of then start getting into the story elements, like I think yeah, it was around that second board mm. where it was starting to kind of feel like okay, what is this story? But because there's still kind of this this realm of is this real? Is this fantasy? Like I, in, Dan, I did even pre pod. You kind of mentioned it's like, there's always that word. It's like, is this a dream? Is this what it is? <laughs> like, as you were seeing those like hooded figures, Dan, and like, there's the cutscenes. you know, there's a lot of this is just in the environment, but there are these, as you transition between the boards, you get these little cutscenes where you, there is something with a boat. Oh, the same with a boat. Yeah. Yeah. Keep so showing Dan, you the like, same scene over and over again. So, so well, it keeps what changing. You start getting more information about it. Right. Yeah, and like the kind of even then the perspective changes at one mm. point. So like Dan, before you got to the ending, what were your thoughts about what was happening? I, I didn't really like up until the ending of this game. I had no clue what to make of it, and mm. and I think that made the story that much more memorable mm. for me, because I didn't get like I I knew something dark was going on, but I didn't. I just it it didn't occur to me that that was what was happening. Yeah, see, I kind of felt the same way. Like, I thought as it was going on, like, I kept going back to the, like, prince and king mentality. Mm-hmm. See, I didn't have that. Yeah. That was not me. I uh, had the prince. Like, I mean, the keyhole things kind of look, like, kingish, right? And prince mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like, he's, like, a, a prince of, like, a, some mysterious land or some sort of mystical thing that's happening. Yeah. And also, like, why are you so, like, empowered? And why is this know? place yeah. so... Why are you the conduit of this place? Yeah. Right, like, it, everything is just in tune to him. So, like, what is it about this boy? Like, even something about his voice is, like, he's you, kind of, like, rugged. It's like, and like you, you command know, it. Like, you command it. Ah! And, but, at, but at the same time, like... <laughs> I'll break those pots. He, yeah, he just, like, the shout, like, that he would do. And it, it would just, like, you know, it's such, a, like, a childish thing where it's, yeah. like, it's just, like, a kid yelling out into, like, mm. the world. Yeah. Uh, but then, like, even, like, the little humming parts and things like that, like... There was just something so sweet about it. So I was just always just like, there's there's something to this kid, like in terms of his importance in the world. And like, maybe he's like this lost mm. prince or something like that. So um, what were you thinking? Then? What I, what I thought was like, at the time I was thinking it was like, you were like basically inheriting this land after, based off of the shipwreck. Like mm. it, like the, like the Island pulled you to it type of deal. And now you were going to be its next king slash god. But mm. what I, when you find out the truth that like, I'm just going to go right into it now, yeah. is that you, you know, that you're a child who was lost at sea and this place is like your acceptance into going into the great beyond, you know? See, I have a question about this now. Mm. So there's, that there's that way to say like so this is this kid's coming to terms with his own death 
Yeah. Because you're treated to the ending of the dead. And what, what I loved about that end sequence more, though, it was such a... I think they, we mentioned earlier, it's such a Life of Pi moment. Oh, yeah. Where it's, you have this understanding of what the events are until the ending, and it completely yeah, yeah. Shapes, reshapes what you thought about one the story. Of the, before the, la- the last view of the shipwreck, you actually see the boy with his father, and the father goes over, and the boy right. tries to save the father, but he only ends up with his cape. And then they show it to you again one final time, and it's actually the reverse. The mm. father couldn't couldn't save his son, and then he was lost at sea, and he had his cape. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So, so Dan, did you did you? That's how you kind of inter- interpreted the the ending as well. Like uh, it was. Well, I mean, I don't know if the, there's any other ways to really go go. About, oh, maybe there is. But I, yeah, that's how I took it. The, this was the one thing I was thinking about. I was just kind of dwelling on it. I my gut reaction at the first, at the same thing was that was that this is especially that end scene where he finally gets to that well and he kind of mm. goes through it and mm. it's like he's finally crossing. Mm. But then I was thinking about that scene as the dad and I was you know. It's such a cool moment as he's walking around the kid's room and you're seeing the bird oh, and, and the fox. And, and the, it's just and like the what, what's even more meaningful to me before that is that the keyhole that you've been representing is the keyhole to his room that, right. the, that the father hasn't been able to go back into yet. Like he yes. just hasn't been able to like go in to say goodbye. Right. And so I was I'm thinking about, all... thinking about it. I know, it's, it's a rough, it's, it's a rough it's, like oof. scene to walk around as mm. the dad, yeah. just to be like, "Oh my god, this happened, and I haven't even known it the whole time." And right, I, and I experienced all that with changes. Natalie on my lap, and then she was like, "I don't understand," and I was like, "I, I can't <laughs> explain it to you." Just like, hugging her, <laughs> she's <laughs> like, "Daddy, why?" <laughs> well, the other thing I was thinking about then is <clears throat> because the end scene is the dad, mm-hmm. and is then this whole story the dad's like romanticization of uh, where his son went uh, that after the boat like you know he's looking at all these objects in his room and thinking about the key hole and for him it's like when he was lost at the sea he really washed ashore on this mm. beautiful island and he encountered all these creatures and just, he went on this wonderful adventure and it's really all the dad's point of view i mean it could and, be and then eventually to that moment where he lets him go which i thought was such an interesting moment where he doesn't just do it they make you and controlling actually let him go mm. not that you have a choice but it's like you have to be the one to do it. Right. You push the button that ends right. the game, but the prompt says, let him go. And there's something always, I like those mm. moments in video games sometimes where it's like, yeah. this is a non moment, but it isn't because everything built up to that moment. And you're just right. like, all right, I'm going to hit X. And you always wait with stuff like that. Yeah. You're like, Oh, cause you, you, they have efficiently and successfully made you understand the weight of that moment. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say, what are you going to say? I just it like, I, is that crazy? I, no, it's not crazy, but I like. Oh. You like? I think I, I like. <laughs> I, I do. I like mine better. I just I like to think that like it's the boy's journey into accepting his death and him going back, him going through the well gives him the opportunity to go to his dad and say goodbye. Like that's why you see like his yeah. ghostly image there on the bed, like so basically, why... basically trying to tell his dad that it's okay, like it's not your fault. Interesting. See, because. I, I, for the record, I agree with you. I think that's the way I interpret it too. But then I was thinking about like the five stage names, mm. and for the dad, maybe you know, it's, maybe it's a combination of both. Maybe it can well, be I think both. it's so like let's say it is the dad's perspective. Like so, like mm. denial. That's why that first stage is so beautiful. Anger. Right. That he's so angry that this happened. That's why the world is so much like more aggressive. Where you have that enemy chasing you. Mm. Bargaining. Where you're kind of going back and forth with the robot. Depression. Where it's all raining and dark. 
Like it just when makes you sense go, from the dad's like perspective. The, the depression place with the enormous crying statue in the rain was like right. that. I'll never get that vision out of my head. See, and I almost said like that was the one stage where it kind of just that was where some of was like this is. That's the part like of the, the game fantasy. where I couldn't put it down. I like I had to get through it like right now. Yeah, I was I was very much the same way. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. The more I think about it, I think there is more credence to this whole dad. Well, the, so the so interesting fun. about the interesting thing about a game like this is that either is correct because there, yeah. it's not very locked in. This game does leave a lot to your imagination, where mm. you fill in the gaps mm. and you kind of complete the story. And it's, it might remind you of something. I hope not, but it might remind you of something in your life. And like things yeah. like that, just like it, yeah. games like this, I like when there's a silent protagonist because then it's up to you to make that na- narrative. And yeah. Yeah. And I like both of your versions of it. I do personally think Dave's is the one that I felt. I don't, but I mean, I, it's not Dave's. It's uh, the one that Dave has represented <laughs> is the one I also experienced because when they make that shift where you're like, actually, the kid's dead because the whole game yeah. you're thinking you're kind of searching for that hooded figure following him around who I know he's somebody I was on a boat with probably pretty important to me. Yeah. Like it, it draws the, the question mark to something else as opposed to right. you. Which yeah. I think is cool. And to make that the goalpost for you as the kid, every time it, it shows like they're both looking for each other in some way. And but he's also leading him through like it's it's interesting to think about from both. I perspectives. think I think I think Marx is right. <laughs> You think Marx is what? right now? Yeah, right now I'm thinking about it because like the the whole goal of the game is the keyhole, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And get to the it, keyhole. Get to the keyhole, and for your for the dad, that's what he's trying to do is is get in the room to say goodbye, and he and he mm. hasn't been able to get himself to do it yet. Right. Mm. You know, so yeah. um, maybe it's just like a mirrored thing, you know? But yeah, uh. It, We'll have to we'll have to write them a letter and be like, what what was your intention? C- come on, come on. Yeah, but it is interesting because <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, the the every time you have that cutscene, you see it from the boy's perspective, losing the, the adult figure, the father. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you're saying if if the story is that you're playing as the, but if like if if you're saying it's Mark's point of view of the dad imagining what the son's gone through, right. You yeah, know. like if you almost think of the levels as five separate dreams mm. where it's like they're not actually connected, but it's like that's where the stage he's at mm. right now. It's like in the denial stage, he this is where he washes shore and he's going to get to this tower and it's mm. going to be wonderful and it stops. Or maybe he really ended up in this desert area and this is there's this creepy creature after him. Or maybe he ended up in this area where there's all these ancient machines. Like they're not; they're just like five scenarios mm-hmm. that he right. imagined his son. They're not up. exactly connected, but they are related. What's but the, they are. What's the point of the guardian robots? The, you mean what, in what context? Like, like, what like, are they? like. What's the significance of them? Oh, like, uh, in general. I think it. I that mean, he, I think that he's not like, alone, or that he like. I understand them as a gameplay mechanic. Mm-hmm. I don't understand them in the context of, like, what this world is. Of bargaining. Yeah. No, that's a good point because, like, there is. Did you guys? I I, I did it because there was a trophy. But in the <laughs> in 
in the first stage there oh, was a yeah. robot. I found him. Yeah. I, wait, that wait, was wait. one of the things. I brought that ball all the way down there. I didn't know why. I just was like, hey, I can bring it down here. Contact. I did the same exact thing. <laughs> can, can, come on, walk me through it. I'm not remembering. Uh, there's just it. there's a downed robot like in a cave in yeah. the first area, and you can get a, an energy ball and like bring you it. Don't all revive the, him. You don't but, bring, like, but you, you almost do. And then you pop a trophy, and I remember feeling that I was like, "Ooh, that felt good." Yeah, I was <laughs> like, "I wanted to more of that." <laughs> <laughs> but um, well, I do remember in that one scene there was the, and it was actually one of the early things. I was like. I don't know why I feel such emotion for that, but when the, the robot sacrifices himself, yeah, was the end of the, the last one? one, the last because he's the last one, and it's the now the boy's alone. He had like a friend, right? Other than the fox, you know. Oh, I see. Oh. I, I think that's really what it comes down to is like it is kind of just the gameplay mechanic and this idea that you're in an ancient mm-hmm. civilization where there's mysteries, but at the same time, like I think it was all leading to that moment where it's like. Maybe he's he's not alone, but then he is alone. Like mm-hmm. that idea of bargaining, kind of going back and forth, like between what you wanted him to kind of experience and then what, like your fears of what he experienced are. Mm. Like, the, but I also think it just kind of plays into like, well, what's happening? Maybe there's robots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at, at the end of the game, in the rain. Don't worry, the, the gold robots will me. keep him safe. <laughs> yeah. When when things start to sacrifice himself for the boy's progress like the machines mm. and, and like yes. he, he says no don't like he knows what's going to happen but he lets them do it anyway because they yeah, don't stop can't stop him he can't stop can't them stop. and then uh, the fox at the end fox. that that or, made me or as Nal- it, natalie called him foxy the follow i was like yeah. all right i'm like it, sh- right. it should probably be the other way around foxy the follow <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that. Uh, it's cute. No, we follow the fox. When he when he suddenly perishes, my heart dropped, and I actually exclaimed, "No!" Right, and again, and like what's again when you really think about all this, all this is done without dialogue. It is Absolutely all just imagery, no dialogue. and that's impressive. I love um, games. Powerful like this. stuff. Mm-hmm. It's powerful stuff. Um, I went into this game thinking I was gonna hate it, Dan. I know because I I, I mean. It. I did I take like, this Dan slightly su- personally. Dan suggesting this this game. It looks so dumb. Here and then I go. was like, I was like, oh my god, I love this game. Damn it, Dan. <laughs> well, on that point, like what I thought was interesting, this game had such like. Did you guys follow this game? No, I, had, like, I didn't follow anything. I only it knew re- there was a game about island exploration that's coming out the same year as Wind Waker, um, Breath of the Wild, and it was looks like Wind Waker. That's what I knew about this well, game. I like I don't know we'll probably never know like the actual story behind what happened but it originally got I was like the kind of terms of what the ideas were behind this game kind of kept shifting um it got like a lot of fanfare like on Sony stage where it's like mm. this it was a Sony exclusive and it was this really cool like I remember it, it. it got a lot of connection to Shadow of the Colossus like it was really? a colorful Shadow of the Colossus but I can, apparently I can see why got... for some reason I for some reason my initial expectation was that it was going to be more like a 3D platformer version of Mist yeah, like something like that. It sort of and is. It got a, it got a lot of buzz, but then it it got I apparently know. it was such turmoil that Sony went and took back their dev kits from them, like and they took away the, like it's like we no longer want this as an exclusive. Like it got that poisonous. So like as a, so that's why it was multi platform. And I remember hearing those stories, and I was like, oh, this game did not. This game was in the oven. Something happened bad. Was this before or after No Man's Sky? Uh, it was before, before it, right? I want to say maybe before, not by much, but it was before. 
But so, like, that relationship went south badly. And then it was on P- as a free game in PSN Plus pretty quickly. Like, it did not take that long to get there. So, like, my expectations were pretty, pretty low. But then the same thing with Dave. Like, I was like, yeah, this is okay. Yeah, it's a- oh, this is actually paced pretty well. Oh, what's... Oh, I'm in. I don't know what this is. Give a walkthrough. No, just, Platinum. We're doing this. <laughs> just because you mentioned No Man's Sky. Do you think it was awfully convenient that the um big um expansion slash patch you talk about came out, no man's sky out, specifically came out at the same time that there were like went multi-platform that the the exclusivity uh ran out uh what, with this for no, no man's no, sky oh. he changed the conversation entirely um you, oh. <laughs> I, I would say it was timed to drum up sales because uh, it came out on Xbox, right? Yeah, I'm saying it. Came, I'm saying it came out on it's... everything now. Now that the ex, the two year exclusivity um, contract is up, right? I, I, I would. I is it exactly that aligns? I'm gonna look. It aligns. Up. It's like a week apart. Yeah, I would oh, say it? yes for sure. I don't think. No, I don't think it's a mistake. That yeah. was definitely I mean, because people I... like I'm, imagine. I'm just saying, like, is it is it possible that there's shadiness under the table from Microsoft saying? Hold some uh, of that back. Okay, 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 okay. Mm. I'm like, no, I think that would all be from the the developer standpoint. Why would you? Because you wouldn't like want to cut sales, as you were saying. Well, you, I mean, like, unless unless they, somebody talks you into you know what you're gonna make more money later if you yeah, if you I release think, all th- this now, so that way it's at the same time of of a bigger player base. Yeah, that's that's probably from a developer standpoint. That's their goal. It's like we're gonna we're gonna get this patch. We're gonna get this game to finally where we thought. Well, when are when's our goal? When do we want to get this by? Mm. Well, let's get it when we release everywhere. Because mm. well, I mean, yeah. really, it was on PC, yeah. and PlayStation. So it was just Xbox. So it wasn't like yeah, that but that's of an increase. But but it was it's like the time to be back. So in the you, so yeah. you think it's it's not it's no shadiness. It's just obviously that's the convenient way to do it. Like you're gonna do it right. You're gonna try and beat the ex- exclusivity window ending. Let, yeah, I think like, they, that's that's yeah. our goal. That's when we should. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I, just to let's pull. Yeah, let's pull it back to right. Right, right. I, I'll talk <laughs> about that later. Um, <laughs> the last point I think we should touch upon is the the little additional end little scene. Yes, yeah, please talk about this because my I not my, get my guess. Can I just guess before you tell me? Please. Is that they had already lost the mother and the white ghost is the mom and he's Whoa. gets to be with her now. Oh. Well, it, it's it's very subtle. He's got it. Dave pumping, is now fist pump. He just like punched the scene. The floor. Where, yeah, <laughs> where the dad, where he is like a white ghost oh. on his bed, and the dad hugs him. It, when you find all the four white ghosts, the mom is also there, oh. and she's sitting on the other side of the dad. Uh, oh. And I didn't realize this because this I didn't beat the game without getting those four ghosts. Like she also hugs the dad, so the kind of implication is oh. the son is with the mom now. Come mm. so it's on, okay. tequila yeah. works. You're killing me. It's so sad. It's so sad. I mean, it's also beautiful, but it's sad. But it's beautiful, but it's sad. It is. Pre- it's pretty sad. So let's start wrapping up, Dan. We'll start with you. It's your game, rhyme. What Dan. Your final thoughts, Dan. You thought you said Dave. No, Dan. No, That's a Dan. completely different person. <laughs> That's me. I love this game. Uh, I played it on my Twitch stream. And I think that um, that was really fun as well because people were also, whoever showed up, speculating what was happening. So it was kind of nice to share that experience. But it was mm. it was definitely, it kept me going. So I do a thing when I like games. I always assume they're going to be short. As soon as I start liking a game, I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to beat this in two hours. 
I, it's for, it's just like I, why do you assume that? I, I just assume <laughs> like such a weird thought. This is such a weird. It's like I'm gonna destroy this game. I, I Obviously, don't know. this game is gonna be short because I, I like it. I assume that because sometimes I I basically just start That's enjoying bizarre. it and I'm like, well, the next logical step is that it's going to end soon. So <laughs> I just, that's my pessimistic outlook on games that it's I like. It's because he, when he plays Mario, everyone's playing Mario. That's <laughs> they it. They see him as the Goomba. No, th- I think this is a little different. You, you, you doof. But no, I love this you game. You doofus. I love this game for sure. Uh, so. I, I was the same way. And like, I think one of the reasons why I really love this game was my expectation this is one of the games where my expectations were definitely lower than the mm. quality of this game like knowing that backstory about what happened with it it mm-hmm. was a free game that i got off psn like i don't really usually play puzzle platformers mm. this is a lot of boxes that I was like mm. it's not your fr- but then i thought you said that that's one of your favorite types of games back when, when we were talking about inside you were like i love puzzle platformers this is my jam <laughs> But but this is more of a 3D. Oh, it's, it's kind of roam around. It's because it's 3D and not 2D. You know, you can't deal no, with that, that third angle because when you think about like 2D, like you're going straight. There's only one distance to go, and it's like you hit a puzzle in front of you, and that's it. Like this, you do really need to go out and search for things and look around. But um, so hmm. but like we were kind of saying in the beginning, like I thought a lot of things were so perfectly paced. There were so many great questions that were kind of dragged along for me that always kept me interested. And then that ending just, you know, took me, like, just took my legs out. And I was just so felt something. And I think that mm. is the most important thing for, like, for me really thinking about a game. Like, I want to walk away feeling something. And I definitely yeah. felt something with this game. Uh, fi- final word, Dave. Here are your final thoughts. My final thought was, like, if this was <laughs> the first game I played uh, since Overwatch that made me want to play other games again. Wow. Wow. That's high. <laughs> That's big. That's, That's high praise. Big. That's high praise. <laughs> yeah. It takes every time. I, I every, just... Everything else. I'm like, that was, that was cute, but now more overwatch. Yeah. I'll advocate <laughs> like, just not that you're being stubborn. You're just, you're, mm. you're, you know what you like right now. Mm-hmm. And to know that this game had that kind of effect on you is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That is pretty cool. That's pretty cool. All right, so rhyme, go go play it. So this was I will have to now declare it. This was the best game that I've picked for us. Yes, I would say. Uh, I, probably most consistently liked. <laughs> I think it's the it's the best game you've you've ever picked on the podcast. It's no ball boy, <laughs> but it's a close second. Ball boy, what a bag! So all right. all right, final segment of the night. What happens Here next, we go, baby? Now, trivial tastemaker. As the f- trivial tastemaker. Wow. All right, that's the answer to my question. <laughs> well, this is this is a little bit of a weird one. Now so we make the look taste. at scoreboard. Wait, yes. The taste has already been made because the scoreboard is Mark has it's, two. It's delicious. It's delicious. Dave has three. Dan has zilch. Yeah, that's great. And I'm asking the question tonight because it's my turn. So Dave has already locked in. I thought season. I I thought I told you last time that I was gonna spot the winner a, a point for next for, for next some season. reason so dave no because so when you I, dave's what I saying this about maker, giving away I think points it's important with the sunglasses on no, right we're not, now we're not good not great i'm taking this opportunity <laughs> since the the winner is already locked in i created a tastemaker that's a little it's a little dan heavy traditional <laughs> it's not dan heavy it's definitely something that's going to be like 
that was your that was your tastemaker. That's not real, you know. Wait, so you're saying it's bad? Or no, it's it's. You'll say. Okay. <laughs> so a, I think there's a bit, of, was, there's took, a bit of luck involved. I take this as an opportunity to have some fun. Okay. So here's. Wait, here's, what here's, was the plan before? Well, it's based on knowledge <laughs> and skill. All right, well. So here, here's how this is going to work. This is a new game on the, the Dinosaur Machines. It's a, it's a beard Never been played before. It's called Whose Line Is It Anyway? Um, I, which I Mark, I have very bad news. It's There's something. a show called Whose Line Is It Anyway? No. You're gonna, we're going to get sued. Well, it's a little different, but it's the same title. So here's what it's, I did. No, that, this one is Who I, Is. It's apostrophe. Yeah, who is lying <laughs> anyway? <laughs> who is this lying guy is anyway? It? Who is lying anyway? <laughs> so how this game's going to work, yeah. I went back over Dinosaur Machine's illustrious history of podcasts and uh, Let's Plays. 55 and I've compiled now. nine lines that have been stated on a podcast or a let's play this game like between the three of us yeah between the three of us or like characters in the games no he means us no no no. characters in this game so what we're gonna do is i'm gonna read the sentence it's not a buzz in it's you're both getting a chance to respond your question you will be trying to answer who said it dave dan or mark okay Okay. so we're guessing who said who said this but of us. So this not will really take a knowledge of each other, not necessarily of the content. Interesting, because there are moments where I would say that I've channeled my inner Dave or Mark. There's some things we we spout some weird stuff. <laughs> of course we do. Okay. So but Dave has very mixed be, emotions about this. Well, I figured again, this is an opportunity just to have some fun. Okay. Let's just be lighthearted with okay. this. Okay. Right, try to have fun more often because I like this. All right, go on. Well, I don't know how fun this is going to be for listening. What <laughs> fun for us? All right. The first sentence. Penguins have knees. They're just too good to use them. <laughs> Who said a, that? That's definitely a Dan line. Dan <laughs> definitely said that. I don't know if I said that. All right. Dan, would you vote Dan? You know what I'm doing right now is I'm listening to your voices, how I hear them in my head saying this line, and I'm seeing who. Penguins have knees. They're just too good to use them. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to say it's me. You're both are correct. Yes, that was a, <laughs> what a game? damn line. I think we're playing Mass Effect. We were playing Human Fall Flat Part uh, 4. Okay. <laughs> what? Dan dropped that little nugget. What? 4-1-1. One, one. Okay. Why was I talking about penguins? That's a great question. I don't know. Maybe go listen to that episode. <laughs> what? Right, second one. Stranger compliments are the best compliments. That's Dave. Stranger compliments that's, are the best compliments. I'm hammering that in as Dave. Um, I thought that sounds like some. That does sound like something I would say. I'm gonna go with myself as well. I'm gonna agree with Dan. You were both wrong. Oh, was it's it, you. Was it, I said that. That was me. Do you remember what the circumstances <laughs> were and why you would say such things? No, but it was in the episode 37, Passport Out. I said stranger. Com- I think it was talking about. Well, you're probably Overwatch. talking about your art. <laughs> Possibly. I don't know. But that's what I said. That. Wow. Okay, we're both right. wrong. Okay. <laughs> it's not as bad for me. But... One, one. All right. All right. Next one. On the inside, aren't we all Asian girls? That's deep. That's deep. Yeah, um, I think I think I, I think Dan's right. I think I said that. <laughs> Without a doubt, you said that. <laughs> Wait, no. You know what? 
Dan may have said that during um, Doki Doki Literature Club. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Dan. Just to be different. Okay. Just to be different. Dan, you are correct. I okay. Dave said that. You know why I know Last you said episode, that? Last episode, during Florence. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he said that, and I was like, not sure if I'm cool with that statement, but okay, we're going <laughs> to run with it. <laughs> All right, so Dan two, Dave one. Next up, <laughs> when you said Next that, line. I was like, "Do I, do I want to respond, <laughs> or do I just let that go?" And I was like, "I'm just gonna let it go. It's not that bad." Uh, <laughs> all, right. all right. Next one. I'm going to be a kangaroo, but after he works out a lot and is buff on the top as well as on the bottom. Mark, you said that. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was yeah. you, Mark. That's got to be Mark. We're both going with Mark. I have to, although I have a feeling it might have been me, but I don't want to give myself that much credit. It was you, Mark. Wait. It was no, me. I'm that go- is, yeah, that okay. is the best spirit animal to take. Yeah, that was back when we... Uh, that was during the Night in the Woods episode. He got the episode, too. He knows things. Wow, dude. No extra points. Right. Dan 3, Dave 2. Next line. One is based on science facts. The other is Star Wars, which is fun. <laughs> Dan said that. <laughs> Are you basing it on how funny you find it? <laughs> No, I just, I just remember, I think, well, I, in my defense, I edit the podcast and I hear everything an extra time. (laughs) You mean to your credit, because you get like extra, this is actually a very deep. I listen to the podcast. Mm -hmm. I listen to it once sometimes, less now than I used to. Um, Wow. (laughs) I, I, I felt like it was very self-serving. Anyway, um, I'm going to say Dave. One is based on science facts. The other is Star Wars, which is is fun. (laughs) <laughs> Dave is correct. That was a Dan line. Oh, I think it was from like last episode. That was from episode thirty-nine. Oh. Tacoma. What was oh, it? Really? You were discussing Star Trek and your like a Star Trek. Oh, yeah. oh I gave Star Trek oh, some, like some buff. <laughs> All right, so we're three three okay. here, Todd. <laughs> you know, Picard's coming think back. This... I think. You guys hear about that? Let's go. No, with... I didn't hear about that. Cards. I'll just go now. All right, this one. The real question is. Is cheesecake a pie? Yes. Mm. Dave. I said that. You did. Uh-huh. You both are saying Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that these is are, Dave. These are Dave. With only thoughts. strong opinions of the pie cake things. It was in the Doki Doki Literature Club episode forty-eight. We're tied four-four. Next one. I'm no frame expert, but I could tell the difference between thirty and sixty. That's Mark. No frame expert. Yeah, I'm gonna say that to you, buddy. Boy. All right, you're both correct. It was me. I said on the Satalis episode. Two more. Wait, we're tied up. You were talking about sixty frames per second on Satalis or God of War? Is that no, what? No, it, it, it has to do with like like his PS4 Pro. Pro or something like that. It was exactly about my PS4. Well, I mean, what else? Would... Anyway, next two more. Yeah, that's what teenagers do: give unsolicited ma- massages to each other, right? <laughs> That's Dave. <laughs> that's what teenagers do. Give unsolicited massages. If that's me, right? I'm funnier than I think I am. But uh, that's I'm Dave. Gonna, I'm going to say it's Mark. Dan? I said Dave. I'm sticking to it. It is Dave. Okay. Yeah. And Dave's funny. That was that's... episode one of Until Dawn. Mark, you wouldn't say that because it's a creepy thing for a teacher to say. <laughs> absolutely. You're absolutely right. I wouldn't <laughs> All right, last line. Dave, you need this for the tie. Oh, yeah, he's really struggling with the other mm-hmm. points. He's really saying, yes. Uh-huh. Hugh Jackman, 
He's usually better with his shirt off. Dan. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> uh, we all feel this way. That'd be right. It's true. But who do you think said it, Dave? Um, it was probably Dan. <laughs> it was Dan. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. It's during the Dream Daddy episode. I, I, I have a, so- <laughs> a good habit of hitting on dudes at the moment that no one expects me to. <laughs> um, I just hate. <laughs> anyway. Well, that was the final one. Dan, congratulations. Oh my gosh. You earned a point. Six to five. You've earned a point, but uh, the last, again, Dave, Wait, winner of. Don't immediately nine. take a. Sorry, I need on... to brush over your win. Yeah, we just like. <laughs> you just shoulder brushed away my. Mark, my one little Mark victory. Hamilton, Luke Skywalker's. I didn't. Uh, no shutout. That's when you lose the hockey game. No, no shutout. Shut out. It's true. No shutout. Mm-hmm. You scored at the very end, at the last period, That's right. before Open the net. buzzer. Open net goal. Open still net, counts. <laughs> they would never pull the goal if they were winning. <laughs> Imagine if they did, though. What kind of move? Like, they were just like, we're just trying to run up the score. We want six players to <laughs> score a goal right now. Wow. Well, Dave, you are now have lead, extended your lead of Silver Monkeys to five to Dan's three. I believe this calls and, for. And there's just an oh, air yeah, horn. Need a, do you have an air horn handy? Uh, don't you often? No. Well, could we edit? Could we edit in a post? No. Well, no. This is this is post. <laughs> Dave's looking around for like an air horn sound. <laughs> Uh, yeah. There it is. Congratulations. There he is, Thanks, buddy. Guys. You know what's funny is like, you know, this when. This will always remain the stolen one, though. You know, when YouTube shows that your videos are played or not played, this one's like played already. I'm like, ah. <laughs> Old reliable. Uh, that's good. <laughs> so, should we uh, talk about the games that we picked for next season? We should talk about the games. That's right. We picked for next Heading season. Heading double digit season. Guys, season 10 coming season up. Season 10 for the Italian listener. So, we. So it is. We have selected for for us, or each other, <laughs> and for you, listener, yeah. to play along. Yeah, yeah. for you. Our, Take notes. A rare AAA title in Detroit: Become Human. Right. Um, Mark title. Battle Chef Brigade. Excited Dave's for Dave's that Dave's one. Titles, Can't wait. Um, <laughs> what? That's no, got to. That's this Dave's is this is armchair commentary right now. <laughs> uh, we happy few, which. Right. Still coming. Might out. be really bad. But it's yeah. my way of getting Dave to play Bioshock without playing Bioshock. Uh, we'll see. It's not going to be like Bioshock. I'm never. It's made by the same people. Mm-hmm. No, it's. Uh, keep going. <laughs> Go uh, on. Garagoa, or Goragoa, however. God bless you. My pick going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Mamadora under the reverie of moonlight. Also what? known as Mononono Pupu. Mm-hmm. Every time you do that, I'm like, it's like uh, Princess Mononoke. It's like I thought so too. <laughs> I just I just keep it going anyway. <laughs> and um, also, the other um, into the breach. Yes, into the breach. That's number six. Into the breach. A real time oh. strategy. No, All right. well, not turn based. Right. So here, yeah, it's right. turn based, right? Turn based. Well, it's real time for is you. Is my life turn based? Otherwise, it depends on what <laughs> game you're playing. <laughs> All right, well, here comes the machine. Gone the machine. Yeah, let's fire it up. Oh, it's coming. And, and the game is... Ooh, it's Goragoa. Oh, hey. I'm halfway through Lie it. I, oh, all right. Well, 
if you don't know, listener, it's a puzzle game. It's nice and short. Mm. It's available. It started off as a phone game. It's on the Pussin now. And I, I'm, I haven't touched it yet. I'm excited mm. to play it. It's I, think it's gonna, I think it's going to have some feels. But you know who's got some feels? You do, listener. Because you made it this far on the podcast. We love you for it, buddy, girl, lady. Mm-hmm. In a platonic way, not like a romantic. Yeah. Anyway. Not, uh, in, not in an unsolicited not a, massage way. <laughs> no, totally. That way, like those teenagers. None do. of those. But you enjoy this podcast. Please tell your friends, tell your family, give us some ratings. We would love to reach more people. You can always catch us out on YouTube. We're releasing videos of being goofs playing things. And as always, you can reach us on Facebook where we're always chatting stuff up. And on Twitter, you can reach us, Dino underscore Machines. I'm at Magrocrag. I'm at Zombie underscore Pirate. And I'm at Dano Mac. And until next time, episode 57, we will see you there. Love you. Do you think Bye-bye. anyone's username started with at and then they hated themselves for it? Because they have to be like, at, at, I'm at, at. No, stop. I'm going to go, go invade go. Hoth bases. <laughs> hit, hit stop, listener. Goodbye. <laughs>